Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. But right now, let's go to a guy who was actually, he was at the G. Can you believe he was at the MCG to watch his beloved Richmond Tigers? And they went down as well. Gary Birkinshaw, good morning, mate. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Butch. Yes, I was at the MCG on both uh, Wednesday and Thursday night. So it was uh, great to be back at the football. The atmosphere down in Melbourne, they haven't had a lot of live football there over the past two years, really. And, uh, gee, the crowd really got into it and... uh, yeah, it was great to be back, to be honest. Mate, the grand final replay on Wednesday night, uh, and then we have the traditional season opener, which wasn't the season opener, but anyway, that's the way it rolls. Uh, Carlton versus Richmond. Both good games. Um, obviously, the the Melbourne Bulldogs game, same result as uh, last year's grand final, Melbourne getting the cash. But probably the big news to come out of that was the press conference, or the post-match press, cool. uh, press conference, and Luke Beveridge blowing up the Lux at one of the uh, commentators, the Fox Sports commentators. Um, I haven't seen anything like that for, well, I don't think whether I've seen anything like that where it's uh, uh, an absolute, absolute attack at a uh, kind of reporter commentator. Um, it just was it appeared to be so out of line. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, and I, since then, I mentioned at the top of the show, that journalist has now been sacked for... Something else he did. Mm, inappropriate comments. Uh, absolutely inappropriate yep. to uh, about a young lady that we all love who works in National Rugby League. But uh, what were your thoughts, Gary? Yeah, look, Steve, like you're a journalist. Well, I've never seen anything like, if I can be perfectly honest. And, you know, I watch press conferences after after most games of coaches and that, and I've just never seen just... It, it was just as if he was waiting for this uh, reporter to ask the question, and then he just, he just unloaded and I think the mm. whole press conference went for five minutes. And I already spent four minutes just attacking this journalist and then effectively telling him he, he shouldn't even be there when it's an AFL press conference. And then and then just ended the press conference there. And then it was just a, an amazing attack on two stories that, that were, were leaked. So one was before last year's grand final and one was before round one in relation to a player not being selected in the side. And the, the whole point was, was that Luke Beveridge, the coach, actually admitted that the, the, both those articles were, were correct. They weren't incorrect articles. They were actually correct. Um, but there's a leak within the, the football club, obviously, uh, that, that got to the journalist. And, um, and yeah, he just, just unloaded and was, was totally unprofessional from Luke Beveridge. And to be perfectly honest, looked like a coach who was really, really under stress. And we're in round one of, of a new season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just thought that, you know, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm the Western Bulldogs and I read, read a lot of the... Um, uh, the articles that were printed yesterday while I was down in Melbourne as well about there. And, you know, the, the concern was obviously with the Western Bulldogs about how they're going to handle it, but also their, their, their main, their coach, just appears under so much pressure. Yeah, Bevo's donating, I think, $20,000 to mm. charity. Uh, I'm not sure you're going to want to talk too much about this, Guru, but uh, 101 to 76, 14 mm. goals 17 to 11 goals 10. What a win by Carlton. The Navy Blues. Their uh, first, Steve, in like seven round one clashes. The first time they've done it since I think it was 2014 or something along those lines. Yeah, so they break all the records. New yeah. coach as well in Vossi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how was that game at the MCG? 
Oh, look, it was a fantastic game of football. And to put it all in the context, I suppose, Steve, like the weather down there would have been probably, you know, mid-20 degrees at, at, at 9 o'clock at night. So the weather was, was fantastic. Probably a bit new down there. But, look, you've got to give full credit to Carlton. They were absolutely superb. And it's the first time in 10 years they've beaten Richmond in round one. Over the, and during the course of that 10 years, everyone's been critical that the Richmond-Carlton game has been given the, the season opener continually every year based on how Carlton have been performing. But, yeah, they've recruited very well in the off-season. They've got a new coach, obviously. They changed their game plan, but, but they looked very even across the board. They were way too strong for Richmond through the middle of the ground. And, and as was the case in the Melbourne uh, Bulldogs game as well, is that once they got a run on, once they, they just couldn't stop them. They kicked the last seven goals of the game. Richmond were 20 points mm. up in the last quarter. They kicked the last seven goals, but... The most important stat out of that in the last quarter was the inside 50s. Carlton was when Carlton's way 22 to two in wow. the in the last quarter. Richard were very undisciplined. They gave away eight 50 metre free kicks, which was just and to be honest, they're all there. There's no no qualms about the umpiring. All the umpiring was fine, but it was just undisciplined from Richmond. And, and they look a bit frazzled. They they played good football in patches, but but you know I think the big story is not so much about Richmond, but about Carlton because. One thing from an AFL perspective is the AFL is in is in, in good position when Carlton are doing well and Collingwood are doing well. He won last night. They are big uh, historical clubs in Melbourne and with strong supporter bases. So when they're up and about, footy's up and about, and there were 75,000 people at the G on Thursday night and the noise. It was a Carlton home game. The noise, yeah. I had a... We took a friend who'd never been to the football, the MCG before. He just could not get over how loud it was there. Yeah, what, sort of, what sort of numbers did they have there, guys? Was it 60-odd thousand? 75. Wow. 58 on, 58 on Wednesday night, which is probably a bit disappointing. They expected 80,000, uh, but yeah. they got 58,000 for Melbourne, the Bulldogs. Bulldogs aren't a strong, uh, aren't a strong membership club, um, but Richmond-Carlton, very strong, very historical, very big membership. Yeah, so 75,000, and uh, look, it was, it was pumping. There's no doubt about that. I could not agree more. I think I sent my son a text going, what about the roar yep. when, uh, you know, when Carlton kicked a goal? I, you mentioned about Collingwood. I feel like St Kilda blew it. I think they had numerous opportunities, but they made some skill errors. But there were so many great aspects to come out of that game because the Dacos brothers played together for the first time and uh, the, the young Dacos on debut has nailed one, and so there were great scenes in the crowd with his mum and dad celebrating. So just fantastic, and a good win by Collingwood. I mean, they steadied, and they ended up winners 102-85, to Collingwood over St Kilda last night. What were your thoughts? Yeah, look, they're very good. I'll just get back to the Carlton about the rule. For just one, one moment, is, is the rule that was made was when Sam Doherty kicked the goal. For those who may not be aware, Sam Doherty has, re- has, has, has recovered twice from um, testicular cancer. And last night was in round one with his first game back. They didn't think he'd, he'd ever play again, but he actually got back for round one last night and he's actually kicked the goal. And, and obviously all the Carlton teammates went straight to him. The actual crowd got up and, and Steve, you gave him a standing ovation. It was just, and that's, that's Richmond supporters as well, just as a testament of, of the courage of the man to get back to what he has and, and then actually perform really well. But so the, And that noise then, I've never heard anything like it. And I've been to... The grand final. It was incredible, and well done to to Sam Doherty. But the last night, I yeah, to see the Dacos boys. It was um, the young the young one, um, uh, Nick. He's going to be be very very good player. He um, uh, he looked very very composed across half back, and uh, and I agree. With you. I think Skill had plenty of opportunities to win that game. They they got back level with them, and then as you said, a couple of skill errors at the final time at the end. Um, 
you know, just turned the ball over. Collingwood got in, got goals at, at the right time, and just the, the big player stood up for Collingwood. Jordan Dugowie was was absolutely superb last night, and about to to sign a new two year deal with Collingwood after the problems that he had in in um, in the off season over in in America and um, trouble he had with the law over there. But he's back and running, and uh, yeah, good win by Collingwood. But one St Kilda will certainly think they 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 let go. Yeah, hey, Abutes has got the next question, but uh, did we all see Mason Cox with the sunglasses on? I mean, he was trending on Twitter. I mean, I've never seen anything like it, except maybe the uh, NBA basketball, but this was even more kind of bizarre. How funny was it? And uh, so obviously he's got eyesight off. That, 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 that's the issue. He's been playing with uh, contact lenses. They haven't worked. So he's got these glasses, but Mason, and everyone's ridiculing him, but Mason Cox has got the great retort to when they actually we talk about it, he says here's people who play a game in tight singlets and tight shorts in the middle of winter and they're having a go at me for wearing glasses <laughs> so it's a very good retort ah, like well, sponsored sponsor by Ray-Ban yeah yeah he's got it covered he's all over it no he's starting a new trend mate that's a big thing hey guys I want to touch exactly. on the uh, Swans taking on uh, Western Sydney GWS and but more importantly Buddy uh, aiming for 1,000 goals. Uh, he's on 995 at the moment. Uh, it would be a massive achievement. This is his 17th season in the AFL, which is quite phenomenal. What a great effort Lance Franklin is. So they signed him mm. for a 10-year uh, deal. 10-year deal, And now he's going to look, he's going to sign an extension for next year. But look, a big game today at the, the local derby. Played at, at Acor, the old ANZ Stadium. So it's, it's a... It's a back back to the the old days era back the AFL being played at the venue which is which is excellent. They hope to get sixty thousand out. They, if they get forty, I reckon they'll, they'll be lucky. The weather's not doing them real good, but the buddy Franklin's got five to go to get a thousand. You reckon you'll get you'll get the five, or you reckon you'll get four and sit back and wait for a Swans home game against Geelong next Friday night to get well, the thousand. Well, I, I actually think going off the trial form that uh, GWS will win the game, so Buddy won't get five anyway. D- don't worry about him putting the queue in the rack. Oh, yeah. G- GWS will win the Battle of the Bridge or the Derby, and uh, Buddy can worry about it next week at the SCG. But I, I fully agree, uh, Guru, I think that does Buddy become just the fifth player in history to go past that unbelievable milestone? Yeah, yeah, look, and, and you, just, you just can't underestimate the, yeah, the performance that Lance Franklin's done. Because when you look at the other players, the majority of those players who kicked a thousand goals have played predominantly at full forward through the whole career. Lance Franklin's mm. played the majority of his football out on the half forward line. So he, they kicked the goals that he has. And um, if you have a look at his highlights, really, go have a look at Lance Franklin highlights on, on YouTube. It is a fantastic highlight reel. And what he's done for, for football in Sydney is, 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 you know, is unbelievable. He's got the interest really up and flowing. And, uh, and look, he's, is a phenomenal. I hope he keeps going forever because one of those players we spoke about uh, many times over the last couple of months, guys, is that people you pay money at the gate to go and watch. Yeah. And he is one of them. And he's up and about. There is no, there's no one better to watch than Lance Franklin. All I'm going to say is I hope they've got extra security on because if we're going to see the scenes like we did when <laughs> Tony Plugger Lockett got his thousand golds, they're going to be flooding in from everywhere. They might not have enough security well, guards. There's, there's even an article in the paper today about you know the the five thousand five hundred dollar fine. But uh, do you, how do you stop a stampede? Yep. Uh, well, what are your thoughts, Guru? Will they will they I, flood I the will... field? I will give you a 100% guarantee they will flood the field. There'll be no doubt at all about that. They interviewed um, Gil McLaughlin on, um, on television the other night, and they asked him about it, and he said that 
Um, I can't endorse you to run on the field, but just just make sure you're sensible. <laughs> I can't endorse you, but I can't stop you either. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. And it, it's, a, it's a tradition. You know, if someone kicks yeah. 100 goals, they run on the ground. It's an AFL tradition, let alone when you kick a 1,000 goals. I was there when, when Plugger Locker kicked his 1,000. Um, and what they'll do is that they'll he'll kick it, they'll rush him up the... They'll all run on the ground. They'll usher him up into the into the tunnel and wait for the, the ground to be cleared. And then um, and then they'll start. That the game will continue. But um, um, look, yeah, it's yeah, it would be a great performance. But but I'm with you, Steve. I reckon um, the Giants will get out of the top of the Swans today. I think Swans are missing a couple through COVID. Jake Lloyd's not playing, but I like I like the way that the Giants are rebuilding their side again. They've got a really strong midfield. Got a real a couple of really good young kids coming through there. So. Um, so I think that they'll get the chocolate today over the Swans as well. Yeah, and when you think about Buddy, and this is my final point, uh, like you said about some of the other players that uh, predominantly are full forward, I think Gordon Coventry never left the full forward square. That's the way the game used to be played. Buddy, when you think about him in terms of a set shot specialist with yeah, approaching over 1,000 goals, he's far more comfortable just wheeling around on the left peg on that kind of arc I mean, that's what he'll, he'll be forever etched in my memory for that style of a goal. Would you agree? Oh, without a doubt. When you look at the, the players who kicked a 1,000 goals, a, a Tony Lockett, like if he got outside the goal square, he'd, he'd be lost. Gordon Coventry, the same. Jason Dunstall, full forward. Doug Wade, the same. And, and, and Gary Alva. So he'll be the sixth person who, who's done it. And Lance Franklin. But that arc he gets on, that, that swinging arc, and from outside 50, and it just bends around it, he's... Well, they, they changed the rule, didn't they, really, to, to stop him running around on the arc, effectively. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and you'll never ever forget that there's, there's that highlight package where they're playing against Essendon at the MCG, and here he's bouncing, bouncing the ball down, down the centre wing, starts at about the wing, and he's got Kyle Hooker chasing him from Essendon, and, it, and he just kept going, ran away from him, kicked the goal from the boundary, and, and that's Buddy Franklin all over. Sometimes he misses the easy shots, but he, he does the impossible and does it, does it really well. Yeah, I think there would be no one harder in a one-on-one matchup because he ticks all the boxes in terms of, you know, he's like next level from Wayne Carey, in my opinion, because of his, his speed, Size. his strength. If you're a defender and you're one-on-one with Buddy, you would be petrified. Uh, Guru, fantastic job, mate. We're way over time. We've got uh, Paralympic legend Ray Anderson ready to join us. Uh, well done, mate. We'll catch you soon. Yeah, good on you, guys. Great show.